Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The small gathering on Savile Row is only the beginning. The event is so momentous that historians may one day view it as a landmark in the decline of the British Empire. The Beatles are breaking up. George, do you think all this success is just a one-night stand, or can you settle down to a, a permanent life in Jobers? Well, um, we'll just have to wait and see. I think um, in a few months' time, it'll probably level out a bit. I mean, it can't go on the way it has been going. But um, I think we may last uh, a, a little longer of a hoping, anyway. Well, with that, all I can do, lads, is to uh, wish you lots and lots of luck at uh, Royal Thank Jordan. you very much. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thanks, thanks so a lot. Much. Jolly good. Cheerio. Go on, scream. They're here. George, John, Paul and Ringo. The monarchs of Merseyside South. Was it any wonder the seagulls on the nearby reservoir flew off in hysterics? The Beatles haven't a chance of leaving the airport just yet. In the VIP lounge, there's an army of press, newsreel, radio and TV interviewers waiting to ask them a question or two. Uh, I, hear, I hear anyway that the four of you are going to be millionaires by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. that's nice. Have you got time to actually spend this money? What money? <laughs> you get money as well? Doesn't he give any to you? No, no. no. Can you see that car it is? <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one, of the, one of the things you did was visit Clay. What's, oh, <laughs> one of the things you did was visit Cassius Clay. It was yeah. a big lad. Who's going to win? Playlist. Well, well, I'll win him. <laughs> well, it, it all depends, you see. If you go to his gym, you have to say he wins. And if you go to Liston's gym, you say Liston will win. Yeah. What about, uh, is there any intention for you to go back to America or in fact join the brain drain in a big guitar drain and stay there? Um, well, We'd like to go stay. back, yeah. but we wouldn't stay there. We yeah. love England. Hey, can I have a word? <laughs> are the Beatles going to go their own ways in 1967? They could be, you know, on our own or together. We're always involved with each other, whatever we're doing. Could you ever see a time when, in fact, you weren't working together? 
I could see us working not together for a period, but we'd always get together for one reason or another. Like, I mean, you, you need other people for ideas as well, but, you know, and we all get along fine. This, the songwriting team thing will keep going on, whatever happens, will it? Yeah, we'll probably carry on writing music forever, you know. But do you think the tours, like the American tours and the English one, you know, the well, stands in England? You know, there must be a point where they don't work anymore because they're not to do with what we're doing, record-wise or film-wise. Paul, good evening. Can I just have a brief word with you? Yeah. If you never taught again, would it worry you? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Wouldn't worry. But because the only thing about that, you see, is that uh, performance for us, see, it's it's gone downhill performance because we can't develop when no one can hear us. You know what I mean? So for us to perform is uh, it's difficult. It gets difficult each time. You mean they don't More listen to you, and therefore you don't want to do that. Oh yeah, we want to do it, but uh, if we're not listened to, then and we can't even hear ourselves, then we can't improve in that. We can't get any better. So uh, we, we're trying to get better with things like recording. How are you? Can I stop you? Well, have a brief word with you. Uh, I, want, I just want to ask you, <laughs> do you think that in the new year that you're going to be going your own ways instead of being no. in a group? No. No? No, definitely not. Hello, boys. How are you? Merry Christmas! How are you? <laughs> Fine, fine. Can I ask you a few questions? Uh, yes, yes. Then I'll turn you around this way. Then, all Which right? way? This, this way. way. Okay, this Hello? Way. You're looking very smart anyway. Uh, yes, um, well, I had a bath. What's all this about that the Beatles are going to do less together in the new year? Um, yeah, we won't be too. The thing is, you see, to do things together, the four of us, it's going to be the old things all over again, you know. You don't so, want to do no, we don't want to do, you know, what we've done already. Do you foresee a time when, in fact, the Beatles won't be together and that you'll all be on your no, own? No, no. You get to, you, have you got tired of each other? No. Yes. Yeah. you fed up of being sort of Beatles, the thing is Beatlemania? We can't do at all like we've been doing all these years because because our music's progressed, we've used more instruments. It'd be soft us going on stage, the four of us, and trying to do the records we've made with orchestras and you know bands and things. So we'd have to, if we went on stage, we'd have to have a whole lineup of men behind us. Are you getting bored of being the Beatles after all this time? No. Yeah. I'm having a great time. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. I think the media, not necessarily television really, but the, the, the printed media, are always after these cut and dried things like I'm finished with you and, and divorce and um, uh, clash, conflict, split, break, collapse, and all those sort of end words which really don't happen in life. Everyone knows in their own families that you can have the worst falling out when, and, and uh, Christmas comes and you have reunions. By the end of Christmas, you're in terrible trouble again because you're split. And, but if only the media could somehow uh, complicate issues again instead of always oversimplifying them and point out to people at home, actually look into the camera and say, listen, you know it's not as simple as that that the Beatles have broken up. Whatever we went, we were supposed to be not sort of like normal, you know, whatever. We were supposed to put up with all sorts of shit from Lord Mayors and their wives and be touched and poured like hard day's night on a million more times. It just built up. It built up. The bigger we got, the more unreality we had to face, you know, the, the more we were expected to do until when you didn't sort of shake hands with the Mayor's wife, she starts abusing you and screaming or saying how dare they and, and there's a monastic stories or where we were asleep after the session you know in the hotel somewhere in america and this 
the, the mayor's wife comes and says, you know, get him up. I want to meet them, you know. And Derek said, I'm not going to wake them up. And she starts saying, you get him up, I'll tell the press. And it was always that. They were always threatening what they would tell the press about us, you know. And we had the, these people thrust on us, you know. And that was the most humiliating experience. One has to completely humiliate oneself to be what the Beatles were. And that's what I resent, you know. found when our manager died that we were involved with a hell of a lot of things that we didn't particularly want to be involved in or that maybe we did want to be involved in but we didn't want everybody else to be involved in so really Apple all Apple was it was Beatles Limited which we changed into Apple and we tried to pull all our own affairs together into one company but um there was a mistake made when Paul and John announced from New York that what we want to do is help everybody, all those people who have to go down on their knees to big businesses, we want to help them so that they don't have to go down on their knees. In actual fact, that was a mistake because, yes, we would like to do that, but the trouble is that to find people, really talented people, you have to go and find them. You come across them occasionally. The people who come and knock on your door from dawn till dusk, begging for money and to get a break, are usually the people who have no talent at all. So we put ourselves, we snook at ourselves a little bit because we have all these people coming expecting us to just give them £50,000, £100,000 to make a film or to do a record or do this or do that. But the thing is, we can do that, but only in moderation because if we don't watch it or we'd run out of money, then we wouldn't be able to help anybody. We got fed up of, of being sidemen for Paul. After Brian died, that's what happened, began to happen to us, you know. After Brian died, we collapsed. Paul took over and su supposedly led us, you know. But what is leading us when we went around in circles? Paul, um, what about the future of the Beatles? Are you likely to go back on stage and perhaps do a, a show like that? I don't know, Just you know, I, I don't think so. For me, you see, what happened was that when we played The Cavern, when we played the really early days, we really enjoyed performing. But since then, our things got more into records and songwriting, mainly because uh, if you start to perform after, say, The Cavern, you start to perform at, like, Peterborough Empire, Glasgow Empire, Liverpool Empire. You get an act. I mean, once you knew the act, yeah. there wasn't really much more fun in it, yeah. except if anything went wrong or anything went particularly right. You know, but it was normally just, eh, here we go again. So for us, we've done all that you can do in performance. We can get bigger audiences. We can get bigger in quantity, but in quality of performance, it's difficult. And what about John? He seems to be. John Wanting loves to it. Go yeah. back and perform. Isn't sure. this going to cause a sort of division in the group? No, no. I mean... No, the thing is, John wants to do that, you know, and I think it's great, you know. I mean, see, I've just said I don't particularly like the idea of playing to those many people, but I'd hate to stop him doing it. Yes. I mean, he loves it. He did this Toronto thing and had a, a really great time. So I'd be the last person to say, well, you know, don't do it because you've mm -hmm. got to just do it with the Beatles and stuff. I think it's a great idea anyway. I knew before I went to Toronto, I told Alan I was leaving, but I, I announced it to myself and to the people around me on the way to Toronto a few days before, and on the plane Alan came with me, I told Alan, 
you know, it's over. And then when I got back, there was a few meetings and Alan had said, well, cool it, cool it, because there was a lot to do, you know, <laughs> business-wise. It wouldn't have been suitable at the time, you know. And then we were discussing something in the office with Paul and uh, Paul said something or other, like, like to do something or... And I kept saying no, no, no uh, to everything he said, you see. So it came to a point I had to say something. Of course, and well, what do you mean? And so I said, I mean, uh, uh, the group's over, I'm leaving. But Paul and Alan both, I don't know whether Paul said don't tell anybody, but he was damn pleased that I wasn't. You know, he said, oh, well, that means nothing really happened if you're not going to say anything. So that's what happened. Well, I mean, like, like anybody when you say divorce, you know, the face goes all sorts of colors. It's like he knew really that this was the final thing, you know. And then six months later, he comes out with whatever. You know. We were all hurt that he didn't tell us that what he was going to do. But he, I think he claims that he didn't mean that to happen, but that's bullshit. He called me in the afternoon of that day and said, I'm doing what you and Yoko were doing last year. Last year. I said, good, you know, because the, the, the time last year, they were all looking at us as if we were strange trying to make a life together and doing other things and being fab, fat myths. So he rang me up that day and said, I'm doing what you and Yoko are doing and putting on our work. And I'm leaving the group too, he said. I said, good, you know, I was a little, you know, feeling a little strange because he was saying it this time, you know, although it was a year later. And I said, well, I said, good, you know, because he was the one that wanted the Beatles most. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 